Hello, Scott. Ready for an awesome night of podcasting? Lou should be here any minute. How about a drink? I don't know if Lou will make it. What do you mean? He never misses a podcast recording night. He's in the TV. In the TV? What? What did you do now? He's in the TV. I bought this Ouija board at the flea market in Barovia and was fooling around with it. Lou was watching his soap operas like he usually does. And he got trapped in the TV. Yeah. We better get someone from the Bard College's Spirits here to help this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Master's Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. I think I like him better in the TV. Well, he's going to yell at you about breathing on the controller. Come to the light, Lou. <laughs> to the light. Ew. If you're near the light, I'm not going. <laughs> He's not falling for that one again. <laughs> Last time he sent me somewhere, I got burnt. Aren't you a little old to be watching General Hospital and As the World Turns? Those are classics. Ryan's Hope, if that's even still a thing. I don't think My it mom is. used to watch that. It's not on anymore. Captain Janeway was on it. Uh, you watched it then, didn't my, you? My mother watched it. And you did too. I was How like, did... that's Captain Janeway. I watched I watched Captain Janeway as Captain Janeway. So then how'd you know she was in it? If unless you watched it. Because I am a trekker. Thank so you, you watched much. it to see her. I did not watch it to see her. Then she wasn't I there. looked I looked up Kate Mulgrew's credentials and Bullshit. she was on Ryan's Hope. Bullshit. Which was a soap opera. You watched it with your mother. What a good son. I watched Planet of the Apes with my mom, too. All those men need to shave. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look like hippies. They're not handsome. They're deformed. <laughs> I don't have you know that uh, Catherine Janeway is one epic badass starship captain. I wouldn't know. Not a Trekkie. That's a shame. Don't you? Oh, you like Star Wars. Let's recycle. Oh, before we get into Let's this, can recycle, we move along? Recycle can, plot lines. Can we move along, gentlemen? I guess. Bardic so. college yeah. spirits. You know what? Some people like checkers, Star Wars fans. Other people like chess. Uh, no, Star I like chess. Trek fans. Uh, they can't play poop. Ever play three dimensional chess with a Vulcan? Have you? Yes, as a matter of fact, then I you have. might as well go back to that dream. It, it's chess. There's no T at the end. Oh. <laughs> he was thinking about Janeway again. And as someone who actually has played three-dimensional chess. I, ha- I had a set. I still have it. It's in one of my boxes. But I have played 3D, 3D chess. As a matter of fact, I believe I played a game with Eric, who basically is a Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> with, well... Yeah, yeah, his ears are a little 
A little on the pointy yeah, side. Just yeah, touch, and, yeah. And, and you know what? Every seven years when the pond fire hits, he's out of control. <laughs> Shit's being thrown and broken and everything. You just got to go with it, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> you run away from it. Oh, just What were we talking about again this week? The Bardic College of Spirits. Ah, there we go. The Scooby-Doo Bard, if you will. From Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. It's all about seances and Ouija boards and spookiness and palm reading. and well, You are no longer allowed near Ouija boards. Uh, it's an, an accident that could have happened to anybody. I had to make a deal with the devil just to get back here. Well, now you know how Bill and I feel every Monday night when... <laughs> When we're recording podcasts. Oh, it's going to get worse now. Oh, it can it? <laughs> Do you want to find out? Don't tempt him. <laughs> Don't drag me into your <laughs> this little uh, sparring match between the two of you. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's get to work here before Satan uh, starts flailing us again. <laughs> Subclass options. Uh, third level, a bard chooses a bard college. At, this section offers a college of spirits for the bard, expanding their options for these choices. So we uh, we know where all the emo theater geeks go when they graduate high school, and they're uh, <laughs> you know what college they're they're heading towards. Price of mascara just skyrocketed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the college of spirits. Um, the bards of the college of spirits seek tales with. Inherent power, uh, be the legends, histories, or the fictions, and bring their subjects to life. Using occult trappings, these bards conjure spiritual embodiments of powerful forces to change the world once more. These spirits are capricious, though, and what a bard summons isn't always entirely under their control. Now, this is something that could be fun for the player and especially the DM alike. Yeah, there's there's a part of me that's lit up inside. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking, well, what would the bad guy GM do with with this? <laughs> what would you say, Bill? Um, I I don't know. You'll, I don't know any bad guy you'll, GMs. You'll have to listen to the quick tip. <laughs> Go ahead, start us off. Well, they get a uh, they get guiding whispers at third level uh, as one of their their college features. You can reach out to spirits to guide you and others. You learn the guidance cantrip, which doesn't count against the number of bard cantrips you know. That is always nice. For you, it has a range of 60 feet when you cast it. That's pretty big. That is, that, that that is pretty big. Yeah, that's a good range. Uh, well, because so, normally it's touch. Right. Yeah, and and that is, that is quite a reach, and 60 feet. Uh, guidance is like one of the best cantrips in the game. It, it is. It does a lot of good stuff for you, um, or f- you know, for the party. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, I think when you when you do stuff like this, though, you got to like really, really ham it up a little bit. You know, like I would want a little foaming of the mouth, maybe some uh, eyeballs rolling up into the back of the head. You know, when you're 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 whispering to these spirits to give you this 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 power. There's got to be. There's got to well, be something creepy about it. I could it. see one of these where you, you, you start whispering and you know, kind of like do the blowing the kiss kind of thing, and this dark little wisp of, of smoke 
or something starts making it their way quickly towards the, you know, the recipient. Um, it's like, yay, I don't know if this is good or not. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe gradually taking like this somewhat humanoid, uh, amorphous kind of shape, almost like, um, not that I've watched the movie before, but I've seen YouTube videos, uh, Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. And uh, when those little, those like black wispy things came up and would drag people to the underworld, something like that. I didn't see it. Yeah, I, 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 I know. You watch the YouTube. I'll send you the YouTube links. Um, YouTube and, links. And, uh, or, you know, those little things that tried to take Conan. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Valeria and Mako, whose name I always forget. Is That's it just me or those things look a lot like those um, toenail fungus creatures? Yeah, well, you know what? You gotta you, you gotta find work, right? Uh, just, you so know, it's just, you, know. you can only do so many commercials. Yeah, you're dragging you know? people down to the, the hills. You know, uh, well, what are we do this weekend? Yeah, I think I'll just invade someone's toenail. I yeah, I got the toenail thing, and then I got uh, I gotta go. I gotta go take some some asshole to the underworld. Uh, Patrick Swayze hired me, and then um, I gotta try to drag Conan away. Yeah, this full slate. Yeah, I mean, he's it's got been, a good agent. He he does. He's got a great agent. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm sure it ended up resulting in him being typecast. Probably. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him work since, which is a shame. It's too bad. So we move on to spiritual focus. You employ tools that aid you in channeling spirits, be they historical figures or fictional archetypes. You can use the following objects as spell casting focus for your bard spells: a candle. Crystal ball, skull, spirit board, or terracotta deck. We can't use a spirit board anymore. Lou, uh, Lou just, yeah, like, he just, he, yeah. Just, you can use it when you're not in, like, the TV room. <laughs> of course, next week we'll be trying to get Lou out of the Xbox. Oh, you can put me there. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be able to get him back out. Yeah, make sure I keep my inventory. This is, <laughs> this is a really good opportunity to toss some Easter eggs in. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would certainly take the opportunity to surprise my players by bringing back a dead character. Mm -hmm. You know, someone who either died during an adventure or would have otherwise been thought of as deceased through natural causes. Like Sir Higardine? Just like Sir Higardine. God, I miss him. I know. That's why I said it. Yeah. Do you need a tissue? I might. You want a moment? I may need a moment. I'm getting a little misty. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt like this since Spock died in the dilithium intermix chamber in the Wrath of Khan in 1982. My God, you cried for three days. It was awful. I, I just ran out of tears. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> well, either way, starting at sixth level when you cast a bard spell... Uh, that deals damage or restores hit points through the spiritual focus. Roll d6 and you gain a bonus to one damage or healing roll of the spell equal to the roll numbered. So, Now, if you're yeah. going to bring back one of these dead characters, you know, if it's a healing thing, bring back a dead cleric, you know, to chant. You know, make it fit. Yeah. You know? Embrace the, the thematic. Yeah, exactly. This is really a good opportunity for a DM to kind of play, uh, pay homage to a player's uh, deceased character and uh, just to elevate that 
that kind of cool factor to your game a little bit. The players will get a kick out of it. I mean, especially if you have a long-standing history and you've run scenarios for some time. Yep. We've often said we've had a large group. We have a, we're kind of spoiled with the group that we have. We are fortunate enough to have um, a seven-year run, then another three, four years on top of that. So we, we can throw the Easter eggs to our group. Some groups may not be able to do that because they don't have the history. Yeah. It's tough to throw an Easter egg if you don't have any history. That is true. But you could always use this to set up maybe an MPC obviously not living, but then they go from town to town. They start hearing more and more about this historic figure, this historic figure, this historic figure. And this player character keeps, I don't know who this dude is, but he keeps showing up every time I cast. Yep. And then eventually have that character in some way, shape or form be the focal point for a, a leg of the campaign. Yes. And pull it all together. Maybe this is why he kept showing up. He had to finish what he started. Yep. And was unable to, so you are the people, the ones. Or, or there's one little thing that was overlooked, and and that allowed whatever badness to respawn. And now you have to, again, finish the job. So Now yeah, I want to play some D&D. I just like it because they give you some tools to use that are hardly used. The Taroka deck, yep. Crystal Ball, they're not really used that often. No, no. Someone might pull it out now and again. But that's just... Well, the Taroka deck is only used like when you first enter Barovia and, you know, you, you find one of the Vistani or, you know, um, a fortune teller and they'll read your fortune. Mm-hmm. Now you have a chance to use that all the time. Yep. That's and, cool. And back in the old days, there were like tons of crystal balls, you know, of mag- with magical properties. That yeah, you you're could, right. There, there were like everywhere. You know, yeah. And, and now it's kind of, it's kind of dried up. Bring back the crystal balls. Well, you could... Skulls, too. Yeah. I mean, skulls. Skulls are everywhere. But bring back the crystal balls. He's fascinated by crystal balls. Yes. Well, you know what? A center, a centerpiece for the Lord of the Rings. What were they called? What were they the... Um, Palantian stones. Po- yep. Yeah. Saruman with his crooked old fingers and his long fingernails. You want to take us to the next one? Let's talk about Tales from Beyond. You reach out to spirits who tell their tales through you while you are holding your spiritual focus, whatever that is, your skull, your crystal balls. You can, uh, that came out wrong, huh? How about that? Listen, do what you will behind closed doors, but let's not hold on to your crystal balls in public, okay? That'll get you arrested and you'll be ostracized. How about if you just use one? That is our... (laughs) And put the you, other hand you, in the pocket. You keep I don't going know. plural. I just <laughs> told you he was fascinated. Just, just say, just, just, just use one. And that's, folks, how we earn the explicit rating <laughs> on, on a podcast. While you are holding your spiritual focus, you can use a bonus action to expend one use of your bardic inspiration and roll on the spirit tales table using your bardic inspiration die to determine the tale the spirits direct you to tell. You retain the tail in mind until you bestow the tail's effect or you finish a short or long rest. Now, you can use this action to choose one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. It can be you to be the target of the tail's effect. Once you do so, you can bestow the tail's effect again until you roll it again. You can retain only one of these tails in mind 
at a time, and rolling on the spirit table immediately ends the effect of the previous tail. If the tail requires a saving throw, the DC equals your spell save DC. And I find this interesting. First time I, that I know of that a bard, a bard can use bardic inspiration, their version on themselves. On themselves, yeah. yeah. Some of these are kind of interesting. You have a... Uh, a nice, nice little selection. There's twelve, and that's that's enough to get you started. A creative DM, of course, could could make up a bunch of other ones specific to their uh, their campaign setting. Lou will gravitate to number nine. Number nine. What is that? Let's look at tail of the brute. Now, why is that, Bill? Why oh, do you think? Oh, that read, Lou would... read a little further. Each creature of the target's choice, it can see within thirty feet of it. Must well, let me start again. Each creature of the target's choice, Lou can see within 30 feet of it, must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes thunder damage. Now it becomes clear. Oh, oh, keep reading. Equal to three rolls of your bardic inspiration die and is knocked prone. A creature that succeeds on its saving throw takes half as much damage and isn't knocked prone. That is Lou approved. Yes. Yep. I see what you were saying. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a bunch of in here that uh, I like these. They're, they're, I like these. They're pretty cool and add a little, add a little pizzazz to them. You know, like I would we, – we talked about bringing, bringing back some dead characters, and Bill brings up a good point in that not every DM is going to have the luxury we do in having a longstanding group of players. However – you could take historical characters from like the Forgotten Realms or, or even Dragonlance, mm-hmm. and bring them through to kind of match these spirit tales. You know, who is the spirit telling the tale? A lot of these are doubling your your die or adding your charisma modifier. There's um, there's some damage to be had here. Yeah, it's it's a nice. Uh, it's a nice bardic college, I think. It's really... It's really... It does look very inviting. It, it's it got a lot of potential to be super entertaining to play and to see and play on the gaming table. I really like this. I think um, I like this more than the Undead Warlock. And I like the Undead Warlock. I do, too. Yeah. But I do. I do. I, so far, I do like this a little bit better. There's a lot of flavor here to be had. A lot of flavor. If, if you have uh, any imagination whatsoever you can take this thing to some really intense levels you, you sure could yeah yeah you could really do some neat a little stuff. bit more so than some of the other spirit driven classes that we've seen i would have to agree and um, i said there's a lot of damage to be had here uh tail of the angel the target regains hit points equal to two rolls of your bardic inspiration die plus your charisma modifier and you end one conditioning from the following list: uh, blinded, deafened, paralyzed, petrolized, poisoned. That's substantial. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's pretty good. So not all of them do deal damage. Uh, oh, there's one with psychic damage. I was just going to mention Tale of the Mindbender. Yeah. No, yeah. no. What do you think about that? We're uh, everybody's familiar with your fondness for psionics. Love it. Love it. You know, embrace it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um. That's, That's like saying I don't like Thunder Wave. I, I, <laughs> it's funny. Our our uh, our friend Hugerod, uh from Hybrid Gaming sent me an email with his Mentalics system for Hybrid Gaming and said, 
send this to Bill. Didn't bother to send it to Bill's email. <laughs> I think he was afraid he wouldn't even look at it. So I forwarded it to Bill and said, hey, take a look at this. Keep an open mind, wink, wink, nod, nod. It just gave me something to print out and use as starter so I can burn my psionics handbook. Bill, huge rod, Bill, Bill read it. I read it. And he liked it. I, I was I was pleased that it was balanced and it did it did the psionics uh, justice. It's on his nightstand, and I know that that may not mean a lot, but the complete psionics handbook, second edition, is in Bill's bathroom. So if that'll give you any indication of how much he likes it. I've been systematically Bravo. Buying, I've been systematically buying them on Amazon to take them out of circulation. Yeah, there's uh there's two pages left, so I'm not too sure what Bill's doing with the pages that he ripped out. Paper but. paper airplanes. So let's move on to the next one. Sixth level, uh, spirit session. Spirits provide you with supernatural insights. You can conduct, conduct an hour-long ritual channeling spirits, which can be done during a short rest or long rest, using your spiritual focus. You can conduct the ritual with a number of willing creatures equal to your proficiency bonus, including yourself. At the end of the ritual, you temporarily learn one spell of your choice from any class. The spell you choose must be of a level equal to the number of creatures that conducted the ritual or less. Spell must be of a level you can cast, and it must be in the school of divination or necromancy. The chosen spell counts as a bard spell for you, but doesn't count against the number of bard spells you know. Once you perform the ritual, you can't do so again until you start a long rest, and you know the chosen spell until you start a long rest. I don't think that one's as cool as the last one. I don't. I think it is. I think well, it's- yeah, I mean, you get a, you can basically any spell, any spell. That that will kind of from open any, from any class that opens things up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. You have access to the library. Yeah, yeah, In, including the restricted section. Yes. One of the one of the things that um, I really like that I noticed with the spirit tales is that they make mention of an imaginary friend um, in that little gray box on the bottom. Oh the bottom yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yep. Under the severe looking woman holding a card, an invisible friend from childhood. I uh, I think that would be incredibly fun having your childhood imaginary friend be kind of like the intermediary between you and the spirit world. Um, did you ever see the movie Drop Dead Fred from like 1990 oh, yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it's this uh, adult woman's childhood imaginary friend, Fred, shows up. He's, I forget which British comedian plays him, but he was like kind of off the wall. And he was everything you would imagine a little girl's imaginary friend would look like. You know, his hair was sloppy and like orange and stuff like that. But I followed her around everywhere she went, but uh, she was the only one that could see Fred. It reminds me of the, the series Happy. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, Bruce Willis, a little girl's imaginary friend. She was in trouble and got kidnapped. Yep, I remember that. And there was a drunk and out of work detective. I think was it Bruce Willis that played it? No, not Bruce Willis. Um, who? Oh, jeez. Um, I'm horrible with actors' names. That's that's Scott's forte. The one that played on, jeez, uh, I don't remember this. See, this is what happens when I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't know any of these people's names. Either way, he was the uh, washed-up detective, and this little imaginary purple flying unicorn was falling. He was the only one I could see it, 
and it was lead, helping him solve it and lead him to the girl. And it, it, of course, he was just busted up and drunk, and and it was like a dirty, grimy police story with this little purple floating <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> it was so freaking out of place. It was beautiful. Yeah, the series was called Happy. Or, or a character in a particular storybook. Yeah, yeah. But what spirit were like, you know, I could, I could see that being, you know, like your character from a favorite story, but it not really being the case, you know, maybe a more sinister spirit, you know, something with its oh, own yeah, yeah. Something kind a little, of, little off. yeah, but, uh, they're masquerading as this, this person from a storybook that you read about, you know, they kind of get you in a lot of trouble, you know, yeah, like you, that, you see him as the character. Yeah. Everyone else sees them as, holy crap, what a terror this thing is. Yeah, like, uh, you know, convincing you to um, really make poor judgments. <laughs> you know, like that friend that your parents never approved you hanging out with. Hey, I'm sitting right here. Yep. <laughs> I was thinking about one childhood friend that I'm still in contact <laughs> with. Yeah. <laughs> I was too. Hey, chat. <laughs> Tell Fred we said hey. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, spirit tales could be real fun. All right, on to the next one. Well, mystical connection. This is a 14th level College of Spirits feature. You now have the ability to nudge the spirits of tales from beyond toward certain tales. Whenever you roll on the spirit tales table, you can roll the die twice and choose which of the two effects to bestow. If you roll the same number on both dice, you can ignore the number and choose any effect on the table. So that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of guide spirits from one story to another. It's like um uh, putting Frodo in Battlestar Galactica. I'm trying to envision that. <laughs> yeah, me too. He need a need to sit on a phone book in one of the uh two or three. Two or three in the Vipers. <laughs> I I um, and that's the capstone. Yeah, that's capstone at fourteen. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it falls short as a capstone. I think it does too. Especially since that undead I, warlock had such a. I'm torn uh, with this one. I do like it because if you know if you get two, you can actually get two tails going at the same time now. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it keeps the bar from being a little overpowered. Well, a lot of yeah. those spirit tales are pretty substantial. Yes, and that's early on. That's real early on, you know, third level. So yeah, I think you get, I think you get your capstone at third level with this with this particular class. Yeah, I think I think you're, I think you're probably right. That's how I see it. Yeah, because that just gets bigger and badder. Now a lot of them at third level, your other features after that build on it, but this seems to be like that's that's looks like you get your capstone at third on this one. It's a little front loaded. Yeah, very much so. Which could be fun to play it out there, but this type class could very easily overshadow a lot of your other characters. They'd have to be pretty well. I think your warlock would be a do okay. There's a couple. There's one of the paladins that we went over reviewed that would do okay. But in most cases, this particular subclass I think could kind of overshadow who's making that face. Oh no, I was just I was reading the subclass options. I don't know if you guys read the subclass options. At least on I'm reading it on D&D Beyond. You guys are in the book. 
And on D&D Beyond, it says that uh, at third level, a bard chooses a bard college. Yep. Then it says, at first level, a warlock chooses an otherworldly patron. In the same sentence. Yes. But you're not a warlock. True. And I, when I read that, I, we did read this yeah. in the very beginning. And when I read that, I just kind of hesitated a moment going, eh. I don't know if it's a typo or. Yeah. I, I don't know why that was in there either. I was hoping it would explain itself later on. I, I think it's because uh, it's just the bard and the warlock in this book in particular as far as subclass options. So oh, it's okay. kind of a group together group together thing. But they make it kind of confusing when, if you're not careful. It Yeah. Yeah, it could be very confusing if you don't take the time, read it a little bit slow, and then give or, it a little bit of thought. Or you have a loo. Yeah, I knew something was coming when he made that face. Yeah, yeah, me too. I looked up and he's got that kind of half smile, half grimace. Yeah. Uh, that was my confusion. I, I look half pissed off. I, I pick up on that much in the same way I do subtle cues from a life partner, you know, where they uh, you go, hey, how about we do this? I got this great idea. This is what I was thinking, and they make that face. That pretty much says you're an idiot. Um, that's the worst idea ever. Or And then they look and go, oh, do tell. And it just gets worse. Yeah. I don't do that, though. You don't. When when I came up with the idea of a podcast, you were like, hey, that's a great idea. See? Yeah. Um, since then, though. Since then, yeah. I was going to say that was, uh, <laughs> all right, once in 30 years. Um, but even a blind squirrel can find a nut be- once in a while. Better late than never. Not funny. <laughs> it's almost tragic. So what do you think? I mean, would you give this a, give this a go? I would definitely give this a go. Um, like I said, I, I think it's front heavy, but thematically this could be a flipping blast. Oh, it could be really fun. Uh, th- those spirit tales, I'd have this thing up to like 40. I wish this book was out before we started our all bard campaign. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah, this would be this would be very fun to play because I, I would I would play this one. Yep, and that'd be perfect. We started at low levels with that one. We started at first, and I think it fall the sixth level with the spirit session is okay. I think the capstone's really really soft, but I would play it. I would too. I, but like but you said, it's front heavy. It's front heavy. Uh, you'd have to, I would give this to an experienced player that isn't trying to run the table because they could very easily do so with this being so front heavy, everyone else at third level, they, they're going to, they're going to overshadow them. And that's my take. What, what do you about, think? What do you think? And that's just this old man's opinion. I, <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. Um, <laughs> Oh, I like, you are I, half a century old. I think I, 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 I am. Oh, just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's a lich, Bill. Okay. <laughs> Young whippersnapper. Yeah. Um, I, I get to have a really good time with this. Just yeah. uh, thematically. I was about to say thematics is where this one's all about. Yeah, it, it could be a blast. I could really, really, really enjoy this. I mean, they've taken Bardis inspiration to a, a new level a really good level. There's a lot that can be done with it. And like Lou said, it's one of the first times you can affect yourself with Bardic Inspiration as well. Yeah, I I would, I see this character as being kind of tall and awkwardly slender and wearing all black. And Very 
emo gothy. Very, very emo gothy. Have like a bowl cut of jet black hair, pasty white skin, eye makeup, you know, and maybe gauges in their ears and just kind of skulk about in the background and not say much. Well, without minus the gauges you you just described, Andrew. I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> you did that on purpose too, didn't you? Sorry. No, I didn't. It was it was a happy accident. So, sorry, Andrew. You're not allowed to have gauges. <laughs> um, uh, that or uh, grunge, grunge. Yeah, yes. Go definitely. with the go with, go with like a grunge look and just clothes that don't fit. They're not ripped or anything. They just don't fit well. Uh, the long hair, the, always stooped over, uh, cloppy boots, never ties them. You know, just kind of like one of the, and it was like, uh, who let in the homeless guy? Yeah. Um, and and I, I I envisioned that as well as kind of a look for this Like character. a knit cap, flannel shirt. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Lou? And that's the Bard College of Spirits from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. See you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.